It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Yo, man. Well, Miss Rusty, what's up, everybody? It is Wednesday, probably, or somewhere in there. It's got to be Wednesday, because I did when the clubs come off yesterday. So, yeah, that makes today Wednesday. So, welcome, everybody, to the podcast, the public access podcast here on the Quantum Global Broadcasting Network, QGBN. And I'm your host, Rusty Diamond. And you guys, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. I don't know who I'm pointing at. There's probably maybe one other person. People don't listen to podcasts as a, like a group thing very much. So it's it's like, well, thank you. I can't say thank you, everyone. Or you're probably not watching this as a group. Maybe you are. Maybe you're watching this on YouTube. But, um, you know, I was always told I had a, a face for radio and a, a voice for silent film. So <laughs> I hope you can enjoy that. Find a way to uh, maybe just like the the pretty background you can just look at that and put me on mute so do whatever you want you're here this is for you and i hope there's something that i can give you and if there's not i'm talking because i get to because this is my show this is the public access podcast here on the quantum global broadcast network and it's time to bring on my special guest because that's what i have on here special guests on this show and this is a person who's never been on a podcast before. So I'm saying it. This is the second one this like in the last week or two, because she was saying, nah, I'm not going on other podcasts. I'm going to come on Rusty's podcast, the public access podcast. So the exclusive worldwide debut coming in right now, we have Ellie. Hey, buongiorno. <laughs> well, I'm sure no. Uh, I forgot one thing at the beginning. Uh, your last name, I forgot to how to pronounce your last name. Is it DeSimone? DeSimone, yeah, you said DeSimone. it. Okay. DeSimone. Okay. Close. I hear all kinds of different things. No, it's DeSimone. Yay. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you, Rusty. I love your name, Rusty Diamond. I love that. That's why I'm like, okay, I've got one this podcast. <laughs> it, it worked out all right. I, I'm glad I, I got this name. Yeah. Is that a real name or is that like a a fake name? It, it was my name I was given to me. Really? That's your real name? Well, it was the name that was given to me. Uh, I used to be a professional wrestler once upon a time. Oh, nice. That became uh, my name. And okay. so it became my professional name. And I just sort of stuck. And because uh, my name, I have people mispronouncing it all the time and oh my god now, now i'm curious what it is well, that's for a whole nother whole nother but, thing there it says rusty uh, diamond i would want to be shiny diamond shiny, no. that's a great name shiny well, yeah start going by shiny rusty that's diamond and that's uh, not a bad idea i like yeah. it i like it a lot maybe i should um, do that let me write that note down I'm yeah. well, it's, it's all, all you Thank you, Rusty, for bringing me on this podcast. I'm so happy to be here. Um, like I said, this is like my, I mean, I did a few years ago, but this is like my first podcast as a as a guest. And I want to thank what you. Was, you're welcome. Just, what was the podcast a few years ago? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, back in 2017, I actually started an online um, women's group. And it was uh, called Storytime with Ellie because one of the girls in the group um, would always say, let's get on the phone. Let's have, we call it, the girls would say, oh, Storytime with Ellie. I was like, you know, the person everyone would go to um, for problems because I, you know. Okay. So that's why I started this group. And, um, <laughs> you know, we started doing group sessions instead of me doing separate ones because my life was tied up on this phone talking to everyone about the problems. So we did it as a group and it was called Storytime with Ellie. And that's how that name came about. So yeah, that's what happened. So we had group sessions because as we know, it's narrative therapy. Stories are narrative therapy and it right. worked. 
and it worked in this group. Yeah. So it started then. And so then you're getting people to come on and, you know, I, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a good idea to be able to get a bunch of people because yeah, I've had that where yeah. I wish I would have kind of thought of that idea. Like people would come to me with, with stuff and like, oh, okay, well, yeah, if I can just kind of put you all in the same room. And, yeah, uh, come on, I don't get paid enough. And I do coach and you have a psychology, you know, because I kind of, that was my, I don't want to say another life, but that's what I did study, but that's yeah. not, that's not what I ended up doing. I mean, I do, I did do coaching, but you know, that's like my therapy coach of people because it's fun. Right. Yeah. You I know. mean, who really does what they did in college? I College is uh I for ninety five percent of the the population kind of a, uh, I don't want to say waste, yeah, overrated. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what whatever I did twenty years ago was not anything that uh, has had any. Well, any I think use. it's changed though. Don't you think? Like with as we um. I mean, listen, it's the world going to live to 100 anyway. So it's like every, I don't say every 20 years, but we we do right. things and we, I want to say we exhaust that, but it's like, okay, I'm ready for, or at least that's me. I'm ready for the next, okay. You know, yeah. and I think a lot of people I do talk to do have that in them, but aren't, I don't want to say aren't brave enough, but to kick off and say, okay, let me start this. Let me try that. They're afraid. I think a lot of yeah. people are afraid to start new ventures a lot. Especially once you get older. I mean, yeah. and what, what are people say is older. I mean, people are like, 30 oh, years old and like yes. yeah this is all i can do like well hold on a minute a little like exactly wait no you can you can change this a lot of times and yes, uh, absolutely and i think too in a lot of my in the coaching sessions we would talk like that and i helped a lot of i want to say women but even men like change their direction like they weren't happy with their jobs you weren't happy with this not that and i'm like well change it well i don't think i can oh you can you know it's like it's like a ball of yarn it's finding that string and once you start it all rolls in you know you got to get that find that end and that end is what you want to do and you can turn it around and make it profitable on some of the people i can't i'm not going to get into all the stories but yeah well and, and then but some people though do like to just they like having the excuse of saying oh, i can't do it and like because people say easy. oh yeah yeah and i mean like okay sure you can go around with that mentality for your whole life if you want to it's not gonna really do a damn thing for you but uh you can get maybe get a pat on the back or something from someone or a, a, a pity party well we don't want to waste time uh, here for 90 years right <laughs> or, i said 100 before i yeah go go for 100 why not why not go for 100 years and who uh, knows it might be longer now now that we can uh you know pockets. maybe transfer our consciousness in probably six or seven years and just kind of live forever. Totally. But I should say to you with the podcast, back to your question. And sure. like I said, as we spoke earlier, I'm, I'm from New York, I'm Italian and we talk with the hands. And sometimes you got to say, like, you got to reel me in like a fishing pole. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, with the podcast, I was doing that for a while. And then we set that, I set that aside because I, that wasn't my main I owned a towing company and I, okay. That was quite another venture, but that was like my therapy doing what I was doing. And the, uh, the towing company. Yeah. I did stop for a while. 220. I bought it back, but I was interviewing business owners only. And that's why okay. I, that's kind of what I'm doing today. I'm getting back into that. So that's so, another. What was it about business owners that you wanted to showcase or was it to get their story out or be able to have yeah. them have a platform of them? Right. Who may not want to, or not, you know, not have a good way to put themselves over and out there into the world and like be able to, you know, uh, have some, somewhere to facilitate. Just like, I don't know, like who I am or what I can do. Um, and yes, yes. Uh, some, yes, definitely. Some of it's that. And um, to me, like when 220 hit, it was COVID when COVID hit. We don't want to remind ourselves, but when that hit, it was obviously devastating and businesses were getting, and I'm from New York, not going to want to bring that up again, but yeah. I, live in, I live in Florida now, just so you know. Oh, so you, you got out during <laughs> that out. time. Yeah, I got out, but um, yeah, so when, what I did was a lot of, and I'm from a small town, upstate New York, and um, a lot of those businesses were uh, open and nobody was like really, no one was going on, right? So right. I bring it on uh, 
it was Facebook Live. I use that at the time. I uh, was I was spotlighting certain business owners and their story. You know, and that's why it rolled back into Storytime Valley because it's like their story on what made them do what they did, and nobody was doing anything but sitting home watching TV, watching their computers anyway. And it really shed light onto these business owners as you know, not just when you go to a business, you look at somebody or their work and you don't know anything about them, right? You just go in, you get your right. dinner, you leave, whatever you got to do. But when yeah. you indulge now and you're listening to these people talk and how they got there, it's mind blowing. And you look at people in a different perspective as well, right? Because now you're seeing really who they are. They're not just owner of that business. They're a person and how they started their journey was fascinating to me. And probably because of my own as well. So that's why that started. And by putting them on there, people were watching them. They were saying what they had on there, what they were, you know, we got pizza this week, blah, blah, blah. And it really gave people, okay, well, they're hoping we can go there. I saw them on, you know, the podcast and blah, blah. So that's kind of how that went. And then so, I ended up leaving. I ended up moving to Florida and didn't start this back up till six months ago. Podcast. Were they local uh, businesses then up there in upstate New York? Yes. They were like local businesses uh, at that so, time. They were local. So yeah. What was kind of the story up there? I mean, you're not down in the city. And uh, I mean, I know New York was still kind of, uh, you know, everything shut down. But I mean, was it like, even up there, was it still, were people still kind of had that same mindset? Sort of, <laughs> my, yeah, mindset, I guess, of it. Like, because I mean, when I when it started, I was in right outside of Minneapolis. But then, uh, about a month in, I moved down to like the the border of Minnesota and Iowa. Okay. Oh, and wow. Iowa stayed business as usual the whole time. Nothing ever shut down. Nothing. There were no no one had to wear masks or anything like that. And then the town I was in was like probably 50 50 like most of the people didn't really care about like if you were you know doing whatever but yeah i just drive 15 minutes and it's like nothing so nothing was different so you didn't feel it the repercussions of covid as no bad. no businesses in those areas as we did in new york no new yeah york. it was i i thrived in yeah. that time which is kind of a shitty thing to say but like it was one of the the best things that like well, the best oh. years I've had. Oh my best God, couple so of years. Oh my God, Rusty. So funny you said that because I was going to do, a, we should do this together. No, a live podcast. And I want to do something where what changed in the most people, believe it or not, other than losing somebody. Yeah. It helped many. It helped me tremendously. It helped my, my whole family in a crazy way because it, we all reconnected and it was just another, like, we made me move to Florida a much quicker, even though I was going anyway, but there was no right. sense. No, it was like, okay. And I sold the company that I had there. I'm still connected with it, but I was able to, you know, release myself from that area in New York and get, you know, move to Florida. Um, yeah. And driving, Many we did drive because we were in the town, yeah, we were in the town business. So I don't have to tell you, I mean, people were still getting out yeah. there and they were driving around and doing what they had to do. It was the restaurants and stores and malls that really got I think, hit hard. Did they do the stuff with the restaurants? Uh, I mean, it's a little cooler up there, like where they would um, put everyone outside, like in a in a, in a tent, but like a outside tent. Was that yeah. kind of something that happened yeah. up there? Uh, yeah, they tried. In, see, I'm in upstate New York, but I'm still only an hour, 15 minutes from Manhattan. So, I, I mean, it's not like oh, we're- Oh, okay. So you're about hey. as close as I am right now. Yeah, so we're not like- uh, you're not like up in like wait a minute how do you want to say it? we're not we're not a total woodchuck living underneath the tree no so yeah. we still there was a lot going on in new york that it was terrible the city where i yeah. think you might remember that that they were like making people sit outside or wondering how they were going to put the heaters on it was disgusting i'm going to be honest with you what they were doing to those businesses and that's all i'm going to say yeah. um upstate, sure. we didn't get hit that bad we but still businesses all closed because you weren't allowed to open. I had a friend who had a hair salon. This is a crazy story. Um, yeah. It was probably six months into COVID and she owned a hair salon. No one's talking about these people, right? No one's even saying, you know, what about these people that these independent 
owners that what they do, that's how they live. That's how they eat. Right. She, she literally snuck in her salon and what they were, she was doing people's hair in the back. So they didn't see them because the police would patrol. This sounds it's like a communist country. Like, yeah, it sounds like Anne Frank, uh, Diary yeah. of Anne Frank or something they, here. They would patrol, and if they seen a light on, they'd come knock on the door. She got shut down because somebody ratted on her. You believe this? I mean, this is like so, this was so crazy that I'm like, oh my God, what, what, what times are we living in? Right. Right. And uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like people, yeah, yeah ratting people out for that. And uh, I mean, yeah. I took a couple trips during this time. I like, I went to, uh, I went to Portland, Oregon and wow. I, that, that's, that's where I'm from. And I, I took yeah. a trip there and it was just, it was mind boggling just watching the change and just like, what is going on here? Why is yeah. this? Why is this shit anything like this? Uh, why am I, why am I here? And like I came, I came back up there when it would have been twenty, like October of twenty-one. So things were sort of loosening up. I went up there for a wrestling show, and it was just, it was hard uh, to be around there even then. And that was kind of towards well, the tail I, end I, of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know about how it was going up there. I just like I said, New York. And I always, um, I have a, I'm in central Florida. I'm like five minutes from, oh, five miles from Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a beautiful thing because <laughs> I never thought I would live in central Florida in a trillion years. I have another home in Delray Beach. So all my life, my family was all from that, you know, southeast Florida and New York. Yeah. So that's what we did back and forth. I live in real estate. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm real okay, estate. So you, being by Mickey is probably pretty great for real estate. Um, uh, it is. Yeah, especially. There's a lot of people who want to, yeah, <laughs> live as close as they can to that. Yeah, we'd be. Uh, yeah, we have a name for those, but I won't talk about it now. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I live next to Mickey Mouse, not intention to say, okay, we'll live at Mickey Mouse. My son lives here. That's how I ended up coming down here. Uh, I, I bought a home September 20. 2020 when i moved out of new york so okay. i stayed here i wasn't supposed to stay in central and i did but yeah so i loved it here but yeah. how was that move like when when you left uh like what was the feeling when you because florida there was there there were still some restrictions though right in florida or was there, but there was not some, really not like new york oh my right. god new york was i mean what what's what sickened me about new york honestly was i was living here it was good year a year and a half and my sister who lives up there, yeah, she's like, oh, we're just, oh no, I think it was two years. No, I think COVID was two years in. And she goes, oh, we finally got, we don't have to wear a mask now. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm right. like, are you kidding me? She's like, no, we had to, I said, no way. She works in a hospital up there. And she, I'm on the phone with her like a few weeks ago, I'm on the phone with her and she's walking in without her mask on because she's on the phone with me. I say, but she's so funny because she's walking in and she's like, uh, so I hear someone say something like that. She goes, oh, fuck you and your mask. I am so sick of me. I am wearing a mask. I'm not even going to come to work here if I do wear pants. <laughs> I'm like, she was really good fire. He was just not okay. She's like, it's re- that was only like a month ago. They're still making them wear a mask yeah. when she walked in and she worked at like, she's like, oh my God, that's pretty messed up. Yeah. I mean, uh, some of the, like, so I go in and I, I go to a chiropractor. I was for a while ago. Um, and it's at a, a medical like mm-hmm. medical facility place and it was probably maybe less than six months ago like they still had people wearing masks to go into the place yeah. and like I went to a different chiropractor because like I don't want to go into a place and sit in a waiting room in fucking 2023 wearing a mask yeah. to go to go get have someone crack my back and then even when I get into the room like like yeah. I, I'm supposed to, it was supposed to be a relaxing thing. It's like you put on your mask. I'm like fuck off! I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna wear a mask and it's, come in here. It's like nope. I could see when it was unknown. You know, when it first happened, the first month, what was going on? I could, you know, I could see that. But let's then you have to come to realization. And we're talking about COVID here. But when it comes to realization, this is going to be life. You're going to go put yourself in a bubble, and uh, live there. And and I and 
you're going to laugh at this. But when I get on a plane now, I wear a mask. I do. And only because I live in a plane, well, especially before COVID I did, I was always sick. And my doctor would say to me, I had COVID before COVID was even out. And my doctor said to me, Oh yeah. He goes, Ellie, he goes, just cause you live in a plane. Cause you're constantly, so I, anything that was I like, I don't know, it's my immunity or right now. I'm, I mean, much better, but I felt like I was always, I felt like I was always getting sick, but I guess considering the, the amount of times I was in a plane, it wasn't bad and it was commercial flying. So I was always at, so now, um, I actually, the jets. Yeah. Well, no, 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 <laughs> no, I flew commercial too. And I, I don't know if I could say this, you I'm can say, say whatever. Uh, okay. This up to you if you don't, don't want to say I don't want to get. I don't want to get thrown off a plane. But I was in New York a month ago, and I'm telling you, I had COVID. I'm pretty sure I had it again. Yeah. And um, that's why I want to talk about wearing a mask. If anyone looked at me when I got on, the, I put the, once I sit down, they shut the doors. I put the mask on. If anyone saw that mask on me when I sat down, they probably looked at her and said, "What the fuck is wrong?" She's one of those people that probably you know. That's what I would do. Yeah, by the time that flight was over, no, they didn't think that because I was sneezing, yeah. I was coughing. People were saying, "God bless you." And that's nice. And yeah, you know, and I'm if, like, if, yes, you have and symptoms. Then, yeah, I had and symptoms. You're, wear, you're wearing a mask. That's I different than. I did test negative, but I still yeah. had these crazy symptoms. But yeah, I said these people when I start coughing and sneezing in this fucking plane, they're going to be like, "Oh shit, well, that bitch is wearing that," and I was. Yeah, God. yeah. that's. That's fair. And like, <laughs> that's when people, I mean, like if you have to go out and you're, you're, you know, not feeling well, uh, or if, you know, get, even get on the plane, like on the plane, like I, you know, it does something to you when you, with how you're feeling, no matter what, when you get on a plane, yeah. it makes yeah. you, you feel kind of shitty. And well, um, I twice from a plane. Cause I was flying through COVID. Where were you and going? Twice. Uh, well, one time I had, uh, uh, well, always back to and from. Yeah, New York, mostly New York and Florida. But then I flew to Tennessee. Um, I was partying like a rock star in Tennessee. This was 21. And I was home probably two days and I had COVID. Um, and I, I assumed I got it from over there or, you know, this was 21. So I either yeah. got it from there or the plane. But the kid behind me in the plane, I could tell she was sick on the way back. So I was like, oh man, she's got something going on back there, but you know, whatever. I ended up with COVID two days later. And then when I flew back from New York, um, probably eight months later, I went back to New York and flew back. I had COVID again. So I had every variant of COVID to where when my doctor had said to me, he's like, Ellie, when the new variant comes out, we'll know because you seem to get it. And that's why I'm telling you, I was sick a month ago and everybody had COVID again. And I'm like, I think I have freaking COVID again. So every time like a new variant comes out, I like, it, it tests on me, I guess. <laughs> Patient zero. When the new when the new string comes out, if, if Ellie better has it, about, everybody watch better out. Better shut up about COVID. They're gonna want to watch your podcast. Yeah. Those COVID, those COVID freaks. But anyway, yeah. So this might be a Rumble exclusive uh, episode here. <laughs> this might not be on YouTube. I'm all. I've been sitting at two and a half strikes a lot of times. Uh, two oh and no! Half, three strikes. All right. So but, no, no, it's okay. I want to keep talking it's about cool. this. But then, so like with the. Uh, with the airlines, one of the things that I learned is uh, kind of what airlines I've, I've liked taking um, and what ones I, I don't like taking. But one of them that I've really enjoyed uh, has been JetBlue, which comes goes out of uh, yeah, like, yeah. JFK and probably some other ones around there. But they didn't have that out on the West Coast. But because like I don't like taking, you know, there there's the, the stuff with you can take Southwest, but like I, I will not take Southwest unless it's an absolute last resort because I don't like having to try to get it on the plane by a number or a letter. Yeah, and, yeah, like and then but then there's a bunch of people that go on, especially uh, if you're in if you're ever in Chicago, if you're in O'Hare or Midway, there's a lot of people that are going to jump on there before you um it's crazy if, if you ever go through on southwest to through midway or o'hare you're gonna yeah, get a lot of those airline airports but i hear a lot about that too i'm used to like jfk LaGuardia, yeah. or uh westchester that's where i flew out a lot and now Ooh, I was, what's the yeah what's the westchester uh airport like it's uh super small 
which is yeah. okay, but it's so small. It's like it's a, it's a, uh, what do you want to call it? It's barbaric. No, it's really old. It's really a, uh, an old, uh, antiquated airport. But where, I think you that connect. <laughs> cool. Because uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm moving down there. Uh, in, Are you? To um yeah, I'm moving down uh, into uh, Amish country here in like uh, in a few weeks. That's Pennsylvania. Uh, over, yeah. So it's it's Westchester. Where you are? Where are you? I didn't realize. Right you now, I, Michigan. So where where's Westchester then? Is that Westchester's east? Uh, east. It's New York. Oh, but it's still in New York. Okay, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. So I, yeah. I haven't been to that airport then. Okay. Um, Amish country is a beautiful country. Yeah. Yeah. When I went down there, I stayed in uh, an intercourse. Uh, okay. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, I did see that. I saw that. You put that on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I commented went down... on that. Oh, my God. That was the funniest oh. shit. I was like, oh, my God. I said that to so many people. So there's actually a place called intercourse in Pennsylvania. Beautiful. I I've. Oh, yeah, that's where you're going to move figures. <laughs> yeah, I've I've wanted to be out of the city for a while. Um, kind of gone back and forth. Like even like it's alright. Yeah, right now I'm uh, like in between. I'm in Connecticut. I'm like in between Hartford and New Haven. Okay. Um, so like, kind of yeah. yeah. You're gonna love uh, this. I love actually. Yeah, I, yeah, I Philadelphia is an interesting one. Uh, with uh, I don't know. We'll we'll see with that. But I mean, I don't. I'm not planning to go into, you know, into the actual city too often. But um, but yeah, I mean, back to the airplane thing. Like, I I don't. Oh yeah, I, you know, I I don't I don't want to fucking do. And then now that people now there's this this hack that people do where they will get the two they'll they'll buy the uh or not they'll sit in the fucking two seats even if it's not southwest they'll uh -huh. get the the aisle and the window seat and leave the middle seat for someone oh yeah yeah uh, well, I and that. then they put all their shit there <laughs> wait and then they're that. like well, well can, we move, can we move seats like no nope this is this is where i'm sitting no, like, no, no. yeah absolutely i always i usually book uh an nc uh you know on the aisle seat yeah. yeah, I was flying along. I always flew airlines like JetBlue, United, yeah. Delta. I always yeah. flew airlines that you bought your ticket and you just got on the plane. And naturally, JetBlue was mosaic, right? We that was great. Yeah. So you really, I mean, I didn't need it. You you flew nice. You know, you just booked your ticket and you went. Now since COVID, it's everything's a la carte. When I bought my ticket, um, I didn't understand because I, I went on. JetBlue changed too. They're doing the same thing now. So when I bought just, my ticket, oh, yeah. so I'm like, I didn't understand. I was like, you, you you buy a ticket, what are you paying for? Are, aren't you? What are you sitting on the wing? You're like you buy your. I thought when you bought your ticket, you get a seat. No, that's just getting you entrance into the plane. <laughs> oh, so that is still buy a seat unless there's a seat left. They'll pick a seat somewhere on the plane. But the whole thing is just so everything's a la carte. Your bag is a la carte. Your pocket. It's so. Right. You got to be Houdini to figure out how to get on the plane. It's just yeah. like I'm not into that shit. I'm like, yeah. I want to just buy a ticket. No, I'm getting. I don't care whatever the cost. Just get me on the damn plane. Don't make me. Have and the then, plane. and then getting on the plane, you got people that will like just trying to get on the plane. They'll they'll sit down. They'll put their shit down. They'll start walking back and forth when everyone's yeah. still trying to get on, uh, or sit in the front seat or like in the you know, the, the aisle seats and then like have to make this whole big old thing that holds up everybody. Someone did say this. I saw, I don't know where I heard this, but someone said they should have the entry for the plane. Let everybody who's in uh, the uh, window seats all en enter first. And then the people who are in the middle seats then enter after that. And then the people who are on the, um, the I get aisle seats. Aisle, absolutely. I get that. And, well, and her Jet last. Blue, I get that. Jet Blue did used to uh, board from the rear front. So, which was a right. good idea, too, because you didn't I, have. But they don't yeah. know what. But we're lucky we get the plane and even fly at all, considering, I mean, some of that stuff that goes on. But. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess, yeah, like flying used to be such a great thing, but now it's. Well, I, I don't do. really want to do it. Figured to get on the plane. I don't understand. Just buy a damn ticket and go. 
I don't want to yeah. have to pay so much. Yeah, and like then yeah, you get to, <laughs> then then people like are standing over next to the gate for forty five minutes before it opens, and then you're like, why is everyone standing? What do I have to do? I have to get over there, and then yeah. like you have to do a thing. You have to stand over there and wait, and like. I, I just want to call my name. I walk up to the gate. I give him my pass and I walk you're, on. And you because they frost my nuts. <laughs> what pisses me off is when you get these people that are running through the damn terminal and then all of a sudden they get to the gate and they're crippled. All right. Yeah. Or the ones that, yeah, they, they, I had a one guy actually, no lie. I was in, I was actually in California flying back to New York and there was a guy I'm um, telling you, and I'm pretty sure it was a, a cane that like kind of like portable type of thing because i didn't see yeah. it next so you know we had a cane and i'm like and he goes i do that to get on the plane quicker i said you know god may you might have karma okay because there's people that literally need to get on the plane that need to get on the plane or how about those flights that are miracle flights you got especially from palm beach okay New yeah. York palm beach you get 75 wheelchairs to get on the plane and this right 75 yeah. to get on the plane when the plane lands those 75 planes those 75 wheelchairs aren't there and all the motherfuckers that were on the plane are now yeah. running off the plane i had one woman i'll never forget it you can block this out if you need because i can get i'm not blocking a, shit out i could be a bitch and i'm on the plane and this one woman i remember her in the wheelchair and i even said i think that one belongs in a wheelchair because she walked over and i was a bitch to her and i, I should have been but she's in front of me now and the plane lands and i see she's like two seats in front i'm going to get out She's trying to wiggle her way out. I said, ma'am, didn't you come in in a wheelchair? Sit your ass down. So the people I was with, oh, hell, you're going to fight with that poor woman. She, I said, no. She came in on a wheelchair. She's going to go out on one. And I'm sorry. Yeah. She was trying to skim it. You know, she was trying to get out. And it wasn't right. And that's wrong. So people that do that, back that shit up. You don't shouldn't be doing that because karma's going to get you. <laughs> yeah. There was a bunch of that. That's what I was talking about with uh, in Chicago. Uh, if there's there's that all the time that was yeah. what like yeah it would be sitting like fucking 35 people that are getting on beforehand all in wheelchairs so then you get they get off and ever there's it, I, call the miracle right off. I see all them yeah. up there so this will be another one of the miracle flights you when you get on they're all lined up when you go to leave there's not one chair waiting for anybody or maybe two you know and it's like that's bullshit you yeah know? Anyways, yeah, like, that, yeah i mean uh yeah, I don't want COVID. It's just maybe it's like I said, I may go. Anyway, I learned my lesson uh, last time. I went, yeah, because we think we flew out because fucking Southwest, I, it was Southwest and it was Southwest business class, which doesn't mean a fucking thing. Mm. Uh, Southwest business class is you get on right after all those people get on the plane. And uh, so then, yeah, there's like, 30, 40 people that are getting on before you and it's like you're supposed to have this thing. Well, I am, a little, I am a little bit guilty of all that. Yeah. And I do. I buy my way into the plane first. I buy my way into the plane. I was mosaic. So I want to get on the plane. I don't want to have to fight with anybody if I have to put a bag overhead. You know, I want to be able to get my bag. I don't like when people drop a bag where I'm sitting. Right. And they go to the back of the plane. And I'd be like, yeah. bitch, get that bag out and go to the back of the plane. Don't yeah, take I don't want to go to the back of the plane and get my fucking right. bag. Yeah, you get your shit. Fuck everything. I up. Very, sometimes I can be again, I'm a good person. I really am. I just don't let don't pull no shit in front of me. You know, don't right. You know, I'm like, you know, what do you call it, Robin Hood? No, I don't know. We don't call it. <laughs> I might get my ass kicked. No, but you gotta like, you know, be nice. Be nice. Don't be yeah. hog. And if you're gonna be like that in front of me, I'll I'll call you out. And then usually yeah. like, get your and, damn bitch, get your bag, get the fuck the back of the plane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did that last time. Uh or one of the last times I was flying, so I was flying back from. I was yeah, I was from flying from uh, Bradley here in Hartford to Chicago to Salt Lake City, and uh, there was a guy, like, just sat there, took his shoes off like before the plane started, and then wouldn't like let me sit next to him, like in the seat, like nope, I'm saving this spot for my my wife and i'm like this isn't first grade man you can't like save yeah. seats here on the plane like there's I mean, a whole thing wife wife probably yeah. left being so north no please no, yeah say well this is going going to salt lake city and i i left salt lake city because i was fed up with salt lake so, city 
So, uh, Russ, if you don't mind me, uh, I'm just I'm yeah. shitting on everything today. This is Russ yeah, shits on everything podcast. Oh, good. That's what we should call. It. Um, what? Oh my God, my tone. Mm, talk about my tone career. That was quite interesting. But what did you? You did. Um, you were wrestling. You wrestled. I, yeah, yeah, I did for a while. Uh, I still, I'm still involved in it a teeny bit. Uh, I've really kind of. So you could fight them, right? If, if somebody wanted to fight with you, you can kick their ass. You think? If needed, I mean, I yeah, I <laughs> I, I had like because I was probably the last batch of people that learned kind of the old way uh, of doing it, where I had to get the shit beat out of me to prove myself, uh, which uh, isn't really the case anymore. So, so you went yeah, to I, the I, school of hard knocks. The rest, yeah, the wrestling school of hard knocks and got, <laughs> got my ass kicked because I used to go to these shows before I started training and I would go in there and I was uh, shit talking everyone because that's what I do. And so like the first day I get in, they're like, oh, this guy, like, we're going to make an example out of him. And so like, uh, you know, yeah, so I, I, had, I had to learn, but it, it was it was fun and I really enjoyed it. And but. Yeah, eventually, uh, I mean, yeah, I was on, on the road most of the time. And then, uh, I, but I was also, when I'd come back, I'd be working a job delivering hardwood flooring, like driving a truck, delivering hardwood flooring to okay. people's houses. And I was walking across a driveway that was being worked on. And uh, I had like 80 pounds of hardwood flooring I was carrying. I can feel it now. I can feel it now. Yep. And there was a, a, a hole that was covered by a piece of plywood a piece of plywood slid and uh, I stepped in the hole and that was God. the end of everything. Yeah, I get it. So, get it. yeah, I was I like, all right, well, I guess I'm done. So now I just, I've kind of done everything else but wrestle in wrestling after that. And it's been all right. Like, I don't. Don't I, miss I, it? I, you don't miss getting your ass thrown around? No, no not, I, not, not, not so much. And I, I don't miss as soon as, like, I was really bummed being off the road for the first little box i didn't know what to do i'm just sitting like i'm so used to as soon as i get off work on you know thursday i'm on the road until monday morning go into work and then work just all solid through it so like i get home i'm like i don't know what to do because i can't do my job anymore that job i can't be on the road so i'm just sitting at home not doing anything. I'm like, I need to get back on the road. And then after a while, I was like, this is, I don't, I don't miss being on the road. I don't miss like driving traffic. through the, the yeah, night yeah. traffic. Yeah. Like I don't have to do anything. I can just. Well, you're not, let me just tell you the only traffic you're going to have in the Amish country are some horse and buggies. So yep, you'll be able to <laughs> which, you which happened. Are you going to get one? Are you going to get a horse and buggy? <laughs> uh, I might, I wouldn't mind it. I, uh, there's yeah i definitely got stuck behind some of those driving through there and uh yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty cool that's pretty cool we should talk about that one time we got to bring out my podcast too. no it's pretty cool uh, anytime you want like uh yeah like after after i move i'd be i'd be happy to to come on there you should do like once a week like you know rusty and ellie just bullshit <laughs> why not why well, start a new podcast call rusty and ellie bullshit i'm fine with that that sounds you know it's crazy. like just talk about everyday you know stuff yeah whatever you know, we all have stories like i said i uh I started a towing company. How much time do we have? I don't want to get too much. Out of it. We're 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 fine. I'm this is uh this is what I got going today. So the towing company. So the place that I where I trained um, for wrestling, like in the company, like they uh they owned a towing company, and so it ah. was in like a towing company garage was where the ring was, and so, so you need like to, you need to know how to wrestle in the towing business, <laughs> right? Yeah, there's. There's some interesting, I mean, stuff. I and you gotta, you gotta have a little bit of uh, scrappiness. Why do you think you got a scrappiness to be a tow truck driver? Because you got people that are fucking pissed off all the time, and yeah. uh, and get mad. Nobody, at nobody's other. happy when the tow truck comes. Right, except when they have a flat tire or you know they really break down. Then they, you're like, you're like, you know. <laughs> Florence Nightingale. I've been called that a few yeah. times. <laughs> like, oh my God, we couldn't wait to see you. <laughs> but except for, you know, the impound, when you have to impound somebody's cars, when you have to, uh, you know, which, which was, 
you had to be careful with the impoundment of cars as well. Uh, one organization <laughs> we used to do a lot of towing for was, uh, you may have heard of the Crips and the Bloods, <laughs> all oh. the organizations. And um, they knew us and they would use us for the towing. So anytime there was an issue, um, a fight out or shootout or whatever, and the police were there. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times they don't let people do requests. Oh, you're going to go to next up, you know, next up available. Not with them. Oh. So they were my customers. They were loyal to me. As crazy as sounds funny, but it was like, yeah. you know, you'd get a call in the middle of the night. Oh, can you send a truck over? We got, you know, a couple, you know, and I would like, okay, never would I ever bring their cars back to our, our, uh, you know, garage to our, because I'm like, just, I would tell the driver, just yeah. take it wherever they got to go. So first of all, I don't want them coming to my establishment to pick up the cars <laughs> together. Yeah. So I'd be like, take them to where they got to go. And, uh, you know, and I would never, I wouldn't even charge them. Just like, just get, them, just get them there. Just go, just drop it. So it just got to be like, you know, it, it was kind of funny. Like they don't even, we don't even ask for requests. At least like we just call you because we know that you're going to be towing their, you know, their cars. And yeah, so we just like those, you know, you just, you know, you, you gotta have to know how to, you know, I would say bottom weed. That's a big word I use, bottom weed, two words. Um, and in life, right? So that you right. knew, you didn't, uh, you know, you just, you know. I wouldn't fight with them over a tug though. Yeah. We respected so, each other. And they respected me as well. Were, were you out driving too? Or were, were you doing I, like no, I, uh, uh, the calls? The or I was office? in the office. But I did, I did have a tow and endorsement. Because in New York, you have to be have a tow and endorsement. You can't just drive. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. So you do have to get tested. So I did have that. I actually still had my New York license for that. Because in Florida... You don't need that. And I do go back to New York because I still involved with the town company. So every now and then, not that I need to drive, but I would swap out a truck quick and, you know, I'll run to grab a truck, bring it to a scene of an accident and do stuff like that. Yeah. So I did keep the New York uh, town endorsement on the license I have. But so it was how does, oh, how does the towing, how can the towing and the real estate, how do those match up? How can they, how they help each other? Or is there well, a crossover with the two? Yeah, no, well, what happened was um, uh, when I was sold the company, the tone company, I'm still connected there because the way I did the buyout, um, I would, uh, I retired. I retired, um, you know, years ago, I retired. So when I came to Florida, um, you're not going to do just nothing. I, uh, I still have a rental car company up in New York, though. That's, you know, with the tone company. So yeah. that's my, my residual income coming from both still. So when I retired and got here in Florida, I'm like, okay, well, my whole family's into real estate. I said, now I'll dabble with that a little bit. So I activated a license that I had gotten back in 2016, knowing someday I'd like to eventually be in Florida and not to do, didn't want to do anything. So the real estate, um, that's how I kind of got into the real estate. And I do mostly commercial now. I do homes if need be, but I'm kind of just dabbling with that. You know, because it's a, it's a strange market. And I always yeah. said, honestly, with the real estate, I said, I thought we were land pirates. Tell them, realtors are horrible. <laughs> for, the most part, for the most part, they'll take your kneecaps out. You know, it's, and I said, I don't want to be considered, I shouldn't say that, but I don't want to be considered a realtor. Because I'm not like a lot of these other ones. I, you know. What well, makes you different? Level. Yeah, I'm in and on a different level. I work for my client. You know, I'll come right out and tell them, like right now, I'm working with a client talking about business. And um, and she, I just took her listing. It's a commercial listing right down on Orange Avenue. And she runs her business out of there as well. So we took it. She can't get the money she wants for it. She got no mortgage. So she's looking at seven, $800,000 houses, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know something? I'm going to be honest with you. Let's keep it listed. But let's not, if you don't sell it, stay in it. Stay in it. She, I said, don't sell it for less than what it's worth. Because what do you get in? And this is the type of how I talk to my clients. I'm like, what are you going to get out of that? I mean, I, I'll get a great commission check, but it's not to me. It's not even worth it because you got to look for your client. So don't right. sell it. We still have it listed, but don't sell it for under what you want to take. Because you, even when you take, now you got to replace it. Now you got to replace your business and a home, and you're not going to do it if you take. Them. So I get involved with people on every level. You know, I don't just sell them a house. I talk to them as well, and I think you have to. You know? And that would get you back for a, a, if they if they need to move again, you know that would get you back. They wouldn't be like, 
you, the one time, okay, the, this person this that was selling me got right. over on me once and made a, a killer profit, but they know that, that then the customer knows that they got fucked over and they're like, I'm not going to talk to that asshole ever again. Like, they're no. not in my business again. This one time. The, well, they just don't know. We look at realtors that just don't know that just, you know, they just look at, oh, my, you got to look at what you got in front of you. But it's not, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's a, I mean, that could be another whole series, you know, story. It could, you know, if you've got a million realtors, you only got maybe a couple hundred thousand that are actually merely can make a living. So you have a yeah. lot of people just, especially when COVID hit down here, everybody got furloughed from Disney, right? So everybody just turned around and became a realtor. Everybody. Oh, shit. Yeah. So when that happened, because don't forget, we have Disney. When that closed, a lot of people said, oh, my God, let me get into real estate. Because that's the next, next good thing in Florida, right? Yeah. But, uh, right. It's a, and so I have a lot of those people... Did they, they go back or did uh did it kind of just die off or some of them now in there and thriving? No, I, no I, well, a lot of them went back to work, but I think the real estate, um, I don't know the number because a friend of mine in New York who's a realtor actually called me. She said, oh my God, this was like eight months ago. She said, I don't know how many thousands of realtors in Miami like gave up their license. Like they, I said, well, yeah, because that was Miami and I can't even tell you the number, but it was like a high percentage uh decline in realtors down there i said because come on come on it was crazy for a while even when i first got here i was like running like like crazy i was everywhere because everybody was coming in like bad it was like it was like a mad exorcism out of the northeast because and my phone was blown up and i just started with real estate at the time and i'm like oh my god oh my god so yeah i was kept busy but i'm like shit you know this is a some crazy stuff because you had people just coming in they were just going for COVID tests. One gentleman, I sold a home to him and his wife. They were from Canada. And what a what a production that was, because they had to get their COVID test, right? Before they could go right. play. They only had two days down here. So they get down here. I took them to a house on a Saturday. They come in Friday. Took them to three houses on Saturday. We got shut down on everyone we went to. Realtors weren't even calling me to say, hey, we um, the house was sold. So rude. So that's why I said I got such an attitude a lot of that stuff they won't even call sure. don't take your client here motherfuckers man i got these people we're driving up to this house and i got people waving oh no it's sold i'm like what the fuck man you could send it out and say listen you know you know i'm coming be respectful yeah. to people you know or it was just really really a bad time especially for this family so i got so pissed um that night when i got home i couldn't settle knowing that this family flew in from canada I said, I'm finding them a home. I immediately went to new construction, found it, located new construction. And it wasn't even on my MLS. Don't even ask how I found it, but I did. And it was new construction. And um, I took them there the next day and they owned a home before they went back to Canada by that night because I got them a good deal. I took them to new construction. So I started telling people, just go to new construction. Just go to new construction because they're going to sell. They're going to sell to you. Cause you got these right. home offers that were conglomerate. Now, oh, I got this house that I paid two hundred fifty thousand. Now I'm getting eight hundred fifty, and they were bidding wars, right? They were bidding. Right. They were like, they were like fighting on it. You had like thirty offers on one house. It was definitely a you know a seller's market, but yeah, yeah. So they went home with a house. New construction wasn't done right away, but that was okay, you know. But I was happy. At least they didn't make. It wasn't a wasted trip. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that couldn't go they couldn't leave canada like to yeah. do hardly anything like uh just even like wrestling shows couldn't go over like i couldn't go up there i couldn't go up and go work a show yeah. up in vancouver or anything or um you know they people in vancouver couldn't come down even work a show in washington uh and it was just yeah no, it, it was, was jump the hoops and loops just to get out of there he had a him and his wife yeah this was 21 this was the end nope. of yeah, and so I mean, they had to, you know, put up with a bunch of it before, before that. But I mean, yeah, the getting out of it, it's just like I couldn't. And then yeah, with the the price pricing out of everything, like, uh, I mean, yeah, like shit in Portland, <laughs> it's fucking you know, taken over by fucking, uh, what's it called, uh, like fentanyl and shit. But you know, there's still uh... bidding wars all all through all through that shit and like yeah. between that and then uh like anything with farmland like 
you know, we're hearing, you know, people just getting what they're asking for, if not more in cash, just because of all the oh, farmland yeah. that got bought up. Um, totally. I mean, yeah. it, it was just if you like, saw, OK, yeah, here, too. If you saw that it was like shacks, shacks and then yeah. going out at homes because they had them rented. Right. You're 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 a landlord and you're renting yeah. this house for like twelve hundred a month. And the house is worth about 75. And now someone just came in over 450. Well, now these people have to find a new home. I couldn't even find homes for people, for rentals. It got to a point that um, I couldn't even, because I was working every angle of real estate, not just being choosy, because I was just trying to get people into homes as well, right? I had yeah. people trying to, get, trying to get them into rentals. They were getting gouged there too. Well, they can come in. I had another couple from New York actually called me. Uh, they were so happy, sold their home for like, 1.8 million. We got money. We're coming to Florida. I said, good luck. Good luck. Yeah. I said, because they all thought they had all this money that they can come buy out. You ain't buying shit. And it's got nothing to do with the money. It's wait online. And that's exactly what it was. Wait online. And they they came down. It took probably a good three months. They ended up having to stay in Georgia. They ended up renting a place in Georgia because we couldn't north from here, but it's about four, yeah. hours, four hours. But because we couldn't get them nothing in Florida. That's how bad it was. Eventually, we ended up getting them a house. I got them into new construction, but what's not what they? And that's why I kept telling people, "Don't sell your homes yet." Like Northeast, don't sell. I told people, "Don't sell until you have a replacement," because you'd be shocked yeah. what your replacement cost may be. So you always yeah. got to look at that. Yeah. Well, and then like even up here, uh, once COVID hit, everyone from the city came up and went all the way up the fucking you know up on the way to Boston, like everywhere in between, just. Yeah going out and out and bought up all the place. So like when I moved here in uh, like a year ago, it's like November of 22. Um, we were look, we, it was like exactly a year ago. We were out here shopping around, looking at places to buy. And then it went to like, there's like the places were just complete shitholes yeah. um, that we we're looking for that were, you know, anything within our budget. Like, yeah, everyone fucking came out here and bought everything up. So then like we ended up, leaving empty-handed and then doing a like finding a place um like later on and doing a video tour which which is i don't know like every place i swear i've been in the last few years uh except for in salt lake city was like a, a video tour thing and then it's like you get in like this place fucking sucks oh like, yeah they, yeah well, those you have those pictures of those houses too. They're from a hundred years ago, or when they first built them. They're the pictures that you're seeing. Um, and actually, yeah. you're saying I ran into that because when I was in New York, it was full COVID, right? It was 2020. Um, my yeah. house sold in New York in June of 20, and when I started looking for places, I own a place in Delray, and I, and I wanted to remodel. So when I yeah. had them go in there to start doing, I wanted to new, I wanted to do Corian countertops, get rid of the granite, da, 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 update. When they went in. They had to shut down the plant because they went in my house and measured cabinets. A week later, like we got shut down for like a month. Everybody and the Corian, whatever this plant had COVID. Now I have to move out of New York. I didn't even get into this, but I had to New York move out of New York within like two months because I had to postpone the closing because I need I, I don't want to go to a house. I want to have it remodeled. That's yeah. how I ended up in Central Florida because my son was here. So now I can't go to Florida. I had a ticket in July to fly to Florida to look at places here. Because now I want to rent. I'm going to stay by my son for seven months. So I'm thinking and his wife. I said, I'm going to stay here for seven months until they get my place renovated. I had a ticket. I go to help meet my friend for lunch. She said, oh, you're not going to Florida. I said, why? Oh, Como just shut down the airport. You can't, they're not even letting anybody out of the airport, out of New York. I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. So I couldn't even come to Florida to look, even for a rental. So I had to send my son out to look with his wife. The baby was even, he's a year old. And I felt bad because now they're not letting him in the house. You can't go in and see him. I'm like, this sucks. I ended up rented a brand new a uh, townhouse it was, a, it was a townhouse brand it wasn't even open yet but even a co i said i can't go wrong there because at least i know it'll be a new place and yeah. that's so i ended up uh well i ended up staying there a week but that's another whole story but i ended up buying in uh where i'm at now because the people that bought it was a brand new townhouse where i have different townhouse than the other one this is a whole different Story. I'm not going to get into that story, what happened, but I ended up going into this townhouse that was brand new. The people bought it from the UK in January 20. 
they never got to come see it because of COVID. So their, their family got sick, their parents or something. And next thing I know, um, I rented in, it was October 20. It was empty. So it was a brand new place. I felt like I stepped in shit, plain English. So when I came in here, I said, I'll take this over. And I loved it. I said, hey, if you want to sell, let me know. Within a few months, they contacted me. We're not coming back to the state, New York, us, here, this area. So I bought it. So I, I was very lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy story. How that yeah, that's really lucky there. Yeah. So I got a brand new place. I was like, okay. So now I hardly ever go back to Delray. I don't know if I can. That's how much I love living in Ricky house. No, but that's how much I love living in Central. Yeah. It's beautiful. We have lakes. How- lakes here believe it i i was looking at a a place down there uh before because you know weren't sure if we were gonna like have a place where we'd have to be at a physical location and so we were looking down there um and it was right uh lake area uh right near a lake uh in is it the Crescent Crescent Lake? I believe is what it is. Oh, sort of like west of Daytona. Central? Oh, Daytona. You're west of da- oh, so then you, that's not far. Daytona's yeah. forty five minutes from me. Yeah, so you know, central, but yeah, we're it's looking down far. there. So, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's more I, I than. It. Yeah, I love it. Central people people can't believe that when they because like, how did you end up there? Because my place down in Delray is on the intercoastal, and I'm like a half a mile from the beach. So that's why people are like, how did you end up? I said, I'm from upstate New York. I'm from the mountains. I grew up with mountains and lakes. Central yeah. Florida, we don't have the mountains. We do have little hills, but we have lakes here. So to me, and it feels country. We have farms. We have farms not far. Even though I'm in a pretty populated area, 15 yeah. minutes down the street, you got a farm. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's why that's, I love it. That's what people don't understand. That's how it is here too. Everyone thinks Connecticut. They think of... Uh, uh you know greenwich and stuff like that uh that's connecticut but like i i got farms not too far from here like danbury yeah yeah that's where my friend lives uh yeah yeah okay yeah i yeah when when i was a little kid i i lived uh right right near there i lived up in uh in new fairfield yeah that's where yeah that's where she was and then she just moved near dan near danbury yeah, she's like, okay. right, it's from Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it was a cool area. I, I went back up there uh, after we moved here and went just like, you know, drive by uh, yeah. where it was. And yeah, We're it's all over. My God, you can do a podcast on where you lived. In the last five years, uh, I've lived, yeah, in, uh, I was in <laughs> Portland and then I yeah, went out to Minneapolis. And then so with Minneapolis, so COVID hit. And we're like, okay, uh, had to had to move because job got lost uh, because of COVID, and so we're like, okay, well, let's go look at Minneapolis. We'll move to Minneapolis, find somewhere pl- place cheaper, and we're like, ah, okay, well, maybe we'll do this. But then it's like, well, I guess we don't have to be here. Let's go check out somewhere down the country. So we went and found another place uh down in southern minnesota but either one we we're gonna move in we we're gonna kind of decide which one was gonna be and we were gonna move in the day before on the same block where george floyd happened oh, uh in minneapolis so like we were almost and that luckily that place fucking the whole it was a it was an old apartment and the whole place smelled like old fish and i just like walked around like there's no there's no fucking way we're gonna move to this spot so but then moved down to austin minnesota and it's like where where they make uh spam so like and it was one of those we we love the town so in other words you were by the factory where they make the spam yeah yeah. we we were like right uh there was a uh, a little tiny, it wasn't even a lake. It was like a small pond. And right. we're on the, the, our apartment was on the other side of this small pond from the rendering plant. So like it would like during the summer, hot, hot, humid, uh, spam smell, uh, slaughtered pig smell. I was like, all right. Oh God, you know, no. 
no. um, I'm all right with it. And then, yeah, and then I was about to buy in I, Northern Iowa. I was going to buy, a, I was going to buy a, a house and a, a fucking, uh, like a, a warehouse and make it into a, uh, like a flea market. And I was going to do that and like have some property there and, and, the price was great, but then ended up, yeah, moving out to Salt Lake City, like right, right in fucking the city of Salt Lake City, and I mean one of the most beautiful places, but the people there drove me fucking nuts. Yeah, because no, I, 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 listen, yeah. I get that. I was, I, I never felt that way. You know, I never felt people in a geo, in an area would make that actually are different, but they are. Yeah. They are. They oh, believe that, say something about that. Yeah, you, you, yeah. The people, some people there believe that perfection is attainable, and believe that they're perfect, and that kind of got on under my skin a little bit. Yeah. Which th that's on me for for them getting under my skin. But uh, I was like, I can't stay here. And I had a business. I feel that my business may have been blacklisted. Um, but. No, that's, but then that. that that could also be on me, and then I was like, I gotta get out of here, and then we yeah moved to here to Connecticut, and so I mean yeah, well, I think in... you're gonna like the English country. That I could I yeah. think you could like that. I yeah I did you ever, go, I did you ever go there and visit their homes? Um, well, they do we that went anymore? out there. We didn't go into anyone's homes, but like the the company that uh is kind of Amish, so like uh. Yeah, I don't know. We'll 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 see what what it's like. And um, I have furniture here in my house from them. It's yeah. I you mean, know, it, I have a that, that's here. what. Yeah, I really like because nice. I I I appreciate well crafted shit. Like uh, it's great. Oh, they build nice stuff. I moved it from New yeah. York. Right? I got my little Amish rocking chair in my living room here in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> I, have uh, a lot I, of even, I love wood. Yeah, looking wood at tiny out. houses. They got tiny houses that they they make there, and it's all. Like this shit looked fucking good. It looks like I could live just... I know which one you which type you're talking about. They're like little cabins. They're so cool. Yeah. It, yeah see, I actually thought about doing that in New York because I had a lot of land in New York. And I actually thought about making like a campground and I was gonna yeah. buy those from them, from the Amish. And I was gonna put because I did a lot of work with them. We did a lot of towing. We we tow a lot of these things wow. around. Yeah, okay. So we did a lot of everything. But yeah, so yeah. I thought about buying little things and put in, in the promised property but i was like oh get out of here go on the south yeah uh, probably a good idea uh but i mean except for for that yeah it, just if it wasn't for the area and what was what's been going on with everything the last little while i mean it's just been made everything yeah. difficult we can go on like, and on and on we got to do another one yeah, let, uh, yeah. Let's uh, we'll we'll get you. We'll maybe we'll, we'll start our own I want podcast. To talk about guns and stuff. Because down in Florida, I want I want to talk about the you know the cowboys and Indians. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. Yeah. When we can do next? Uh, how we can do next? Uh, we'll figure something out. Yeah, we'll be yeah. in touch. We a lot of good topics cool. we can really touch on. Yeah. Um, Ali, uh, really enjoyed getting to yeah, talk I with you and, and meet you. I mean, who who knew? Oh, like oh, you know, air hug, air hug. Yeah, air hug, air <laughs> hug up here. <laughs> Coast to, or not coast to coast, uh, north yeah, to so south. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Good. all good. Um, yeah, well, yeah. I uh, hope you have a great rest of your day. And yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. message you after, and we'll get you, we'll get you back on here. I'll get on yours, and yeah, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll start it's another fun. one. It's yeah. fun. Shoot the shit good. Shoot the shit good. <laughs> exactly. All right. Have a great day. You too, Rusty. Have a great day. Great weekend too coming. Thanks. <laughs> you too. All right. Uh, you guys, I don't think I ever said like if you guys want to call in, call in. I got a phone number, five zero three nine seven four six four twenty. That's easy to remember. Call in, leave a message. Maybe you don't like leaving messages, and you're like messages, messages. We don't leave no stinking messages. But I need messages. So five zero three nine seven four six four twenty, and that is the show. Man, boom.
It's Rusty Diamond, motherfucker. Ernest! 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 <coughs> yes, Pee-wee. You brought the snacks, right? <laughs>